Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, a really cool new brand called Right Rice. I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest today, not only because of this company, but his background and experience are just unbelievable. I, I was looking forward to this interview for hours, days, weeks. I can't even wait. Um, Keith Belling on the podcast today. Keith, it's so great to have you here with us. Hey, uh, thanks, Justin. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here and get a chance to chat with you. I love it. And, um, you know, I always enjoy uh, learning about our guests beforehand. And I just love your story and the experience you have in this industry. I think we all have so much we could learn from you. And I hope that in the next, you know, 20, 25 minutes, we can just at least pick up a few of those nuggets from you. So um, thank you for being here. What I'd love to do first, though, is I'd love for you to share with our audience some of your background. I mean, you were in and you were around entrepreneurship at a young age and and what led you to kind of get into the food business share that story with us sure my my pleasure um look i definitely grew up in an entrepreneurial family um you know my father was and, and mother were both super entrepreneurial and like at a young age i started helping them with their furniture business that turned into an antique business so it was really it was really great um and my plan early on was was to be an entrepreneur and in fact my my plan was to team up with my brother and we were going to go into real estate together. Interesting. And, and plan. It all It all sounded... <laughs> um, he was going to go learn construction, and I was going to learn real estate law. And everything was right on right on plan. I joined a fantastic law firm here in San Francisco. Started, you know, really learning real estate law, because you don't, you don't really learn much about law in law school. Um, <laughs> That's when you apply it, right? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, 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 I, so I joined a terrific firm and, you know, and got started. And then, but in the middle of, of my clients that I had early on was a, a guy that had started a Frenchman that had started a little chain of coffee bars called Ooh La La. And the next thing I was, you know, kind of taking over that client. And before I knew it, I quit the firm and I was running the company. And it really launched me into it, really kind of seeing how much I love being an entrepreneur. As, as, I, as I like to say, I, you know, once I got a taste of it, I never really looked back um, and had realized I really wanted to make myself unemployable. Oh, wow. And, that's really cool. I love, I love being an entrepreneur. And by the way, Ooh La La is what it was called. It was, you know, well before Starbucks. It was really... That's a, right. I saw that. Yeah, and yeah it, was, it was really something that, you know, at the time, it was just fascinating to learn and dive into. And, you know, I, I, as I said, I, I, I loved it. I never looked back. And, you know, and from there, I, I just found that I've had sort of this, you know, me, almost meandering range of, um, of interesting businesses and often have been around food and beverage like sure. Ooh La La. But but not 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 solely. I mean, you know, I, I I did it an internet company, as I like to say. If you were a San Francisco entrepreneur in the late nineties, yeah, you didn't and you didn't do an internet company, and then you, you missed out. <laughs> you weren't exactly. in the business. <laughs> yeah, you weren't paying attention. Right. So, I, That's so, crazy. so better lucky than good. I started with a couple friends. Um, I was a uh, one of the co-founders and the founding CEO. It was called AllBusiness.com. I saw that. Yep. Better lucky than good. We sold it to NBC Internet just before the bubble burst. And again, you know, great learning experience. And, you know, I, I then moved into, you know, I wanted to do more in the food area. And I, you know, got, I had this notion that there was a, you know, an opportunity in the snack aisle for a great tasting, better few snack. And my real inspiration was I was eating, 
too many Doritos. <laughs> and nice. That wasn't and, in and the I background that, that I did on you. I didn't hear about that part of the story. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, I thought that there had to be something, you know, certainly not better tasting. Doritos are amazing, but something healthier. Maybe so healthier. I, <laughs> yep. Not knowing any better, I, you know, dove into the snack aisle, um, brought on a great partner, somebody who had worked for me at my internet company. And he and I, his name's Pat Turpin. He and I got together and, you know, kind of created Pop Chips and built it. And, amazing. You know, fantastic experience. Oh. I, I did that. You know, till 2012, 2013, I think we built it up to about 90, 95 million in sales, which in the snack aisle was a big deal. Huge, huge. Just over, and, and that uh, was just over five years, I think. You were close to 100. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, and then, you know, look, I, I, I spent a few years working on some fun businesses. I've been super involved for 20 years now with Restoration Hardware and, you know, a handful of other companies. And I always felt like there was probably one more, you know, one more pop chips in me, so That's to speak. That's cool, Yeah. Yeah. And a, and a few years ago, I, I started really paying attention to rice. Um, you know, just as I started pop chips because of the Doritos, I found myself eating less rice because of the empty calories. And right. Carbs. And I love rice. Like, I, I have I, to say, like, I, I, I'm a rice fan and I agree with you. There are a lot of empty calories there. Oh, everybody loves rice. It's one of the most beloved foods around the world. I mean, every culture and cuisine. And, and as I looked at it and I saw, you know, you know, what was out there was really just like cauliflower rice. There wasn't really, right. but I thought, you know, delivered on, you know, both nutrition and taste. And so I, you know, kind of dove in to right rice and, you know, again, just out of a personal passion for loving rice and wanting something better. And, um, love and that. Okay. So like, I, I got to dive deeper here. Um, so first back rewinding the clock. Yeah. I, I went and worked for a, one of those internet startups. It was called IXL back in the late nineties and, and wrote it all the way up and all the way down. Um, and it was a great learning experience. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And on the food side, so you uh, pop chips. I mean, one of the, one of the most recognized brands out there. Amazing. It was in more than 30,000 stores sold for over a hundred million or it was hundred million in revenues uh, just over five years. Um, and when you talk about right, rice and you go when you say i just decided to dive in i mean you make it sound so easy but how did you go from hey i think there's a lot of empty calories in rice to i think i'm going to start a business in this place like talk about the early parts of what that looks like yeah sure so by the way i i I think i realized that pop chips had truly made it as something of an iconic brand when (laughs) uh, just a few weeks ago it was a question on jeopardy Oh, um, you're kidding me. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really funny. I, I should say it's an answer. Um, what uh, were pop chips? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really quite funny to see, uh, to see it on the show. But um, look, in terms of right rice, you know, look, it starts with an inspiration. I, I knew that there was a market. You know, rice is a, you know, I'd say two to three billion dollar category. It's actually probably much bigger than that. Totally. Popular across every culture and cuisine. So I knew there was a big market. And, um, and, and, and I knew that if we were going to do it, you know, cauliflower rice didn't really do it for me. It's like fantastic vegetable. I don't think it really, you know, some people say scratches that itch when it comes to rice. Right. And so, so I, I started, you know, really giving it some thought and I, and I came up with this way that I could pack a grain of rice, you know, the equivalent of a grain of rice with nutritious vegetables. And, and, you know, you know, I had a notion about how to do that and, you know, found a way to do it. And, and it was a really interesting process because in theory, it was relatively easy. You know, there's processes you can do that to, you know, to create things like this, but sure. in the right blend of ingredients and the right, you know, flavor and taste profile, nutrition, right. and of course, cooking was easier said than done. So we spent a, you know, we spent a solid year in deep research and development. Wow. 
getting the blend just right. And, you know, ultimately came up with this blend that's, you know, we call it 90% vegetables. It's um, a mix of lentils and chickpeas and green peas and a little bit less than 10% rice. And look, what we struck was, you know, again, something that really looks and tastes like rice. It absorbs flavors and sauces, which is one of the things that makes sure. rice just Absolutely. You know, it delivered on the nutritional profile we wanted, which was, you know, double the protein of white rice, five times the fiber. We wanted a lot lower carbs. We weren't going to be able to eliminate carbs, but, you know, we wanted to reduce them. And then it had to be, you know, easy to cook. And, you know, we we really scored, you know, on that. This is, it's like cooking couscous. Right. I love that. It's so easy. Even I can't mess it up. (laughs) Which is great, right? I mean, it makes it an easy entry point for the shopper or consumer. How much, so, so a year, so everyone listening, do you hear that a year? I always love to highlight how long it takes sometimes to bring a product to, to market, you know, for those that have an idea, it's not days and weeks. I mean, it can take months, years, as we've heard on many different episodes here. Um, how much did it help that you had already been at pop chips? In other words, were you able to leverage either people or process or manufacturers or just, you know, like kind of any of the, what you learned there to get this off the ground faster? Absolutely. There's, there's really no question that there's a lot of learning that you have experience and, and, and that network. I mean, you know, and, and just, you know, just the fact you've had some success, you know, when you're calling people to talk to them, you're they'll take get your it. call. Right. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, like we went to IDEO to, you know, I knew packaging and design was, you know, incredibly important and, you know, getting the chance to work with IDEO was fantastic. And, um, but yeah, across the board, there's no question that the experience that we had and that I had had really helped, you know, kind of beginning to end, whether it was, you know, knowing the manufacturing resources, um, having some people around the team and advisors to get involved to kind of help me. Cause this was again, a completely new area for me. So I, you know, I had to learn uh, as much as anyone. Well, I love that. Um, you guys can check out rightrice.com. Great flavors like wild mushroom, creamy Parmesan style. That sounds amazing. Basil pesto. I think I would do any of those. Um, and- so, so Justin, you're, Justin, you're just, so you know, you, you just went into our risotto. So we might oh, change. Oh, okay. Are, Sorry. You're right. These are the risottos. Yeah. Oh, gosh, so that's what was that, I thinking? Yes, you're right. Yeah, maybe hungry. Um, <laughs> so really, I mean, so we talk about flavors. It's our, our initial flavors that we Original. launched with. Exactly. Creamy Parmesan and fried rice. Yes. So did you go to well, market well, with all our, three? Like, how did you decide which one to start with or what did that look like? So again, so again, that's your, we, so, we, so we have three different lines. We have the core line, which is what we launched with. And then a year ago, we launched Medley, which- Oh, I the, see. Okay. And then we just launched um, our risotto. So really the, the question is, you know, what did we launch with? And, you know, we launched with, uh, I think it was, you know, five initial flavors um, when we launched with Whole Foods and it was our original, which we like to say, you know, that's the classic. You can season it any way you like. Sure. And then we launched with Spanish and garlic herb, um, uh, lemon pepper um, and and the original. I love that. Now, did you know? OK, so you're coming up with flavors. Did you know there was an interest in the market or like how did you again, you knew there you had this idea on rice and you were working through it for a year. Did you do any early testing to get some feedback from potential consumers or a market say, okay, yeah, we'd like this? Or how did you figure that out up front? You know, I'm not a, I'm not a big believer in focus groups. Um, we definitely had a group. We socialized ideas across the board from the beginning just to get input and feedback. Um, but look, we, we knew this was a big category. We, you know, we talked to some retailers and they were really keen to, to, to try and, and, and sell our, just our, our innovation. Um, 
and and so the question was, you know, like what flavors? So we went, you know, really looked at trends. We wanted to see what was popular. Um, so in the rice aisle, garlic herb was a very popular flavor. Is of course Spanish, totally Spanish rice and Mexican rice are you know two of the biggest categories. So those were obvious. Cilantro lime, which we added later, was also a really easy, obvious choice. Um, the ones on the fringe that we really played with were, you know, lemon pepper and Thai curry. You know, we wanted something a little more innovative and different, you know, along with the classics. And so we really worked hard at those. And there was no data or trends. I mean, it was just, you know, products that we really liked. And in, in fact, I would tell you to this day, lemon pepper is still probably my favorite. I love flavor. that. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah. And I totally botched that. I was reading, you know what I did on your labels? I went right to the flavors instead of reading what was a rice. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Sounds so like <laughs> Cajun spice sounds amazing on the medley, by the way. Um, yeah. I, I like Cajun. Um, okay. This is really cool. So um, you get to product, you, you've worked packaging, you knew how to do packaging. I don't need to ask you how you figured that out. How about going to market? What were the channels like when you started and how did you decide where to go and, and, and enter? So, so look, I'm a, I'm a big believer in starting as focused as you can. And, and at the end of the day, what I like to do is find a retail partner to launch with, because then, you know, you're, you're kind of leaning in together. You're going to have a better chance to get a presence, not only on shelf, but off shelf um, and really build something. So in our case, you know, we immediately showed this to Whole Foods. They love the product, sure. really their consumer. And so we launched, you know, it was February, 2019 in all the Whole Foods stores nationwide. And, um, and also on Amazon.com. Um, so it was kind of an Amazon and Whole Foods launch, which gave us, you know, sort of the national presence of Amazon, along with, you know, being in all the Whole Foods stores. And, you know, look, by the way, we were the very first brand at that time to ever launch a new product in collaboration with both Whole Foods and Amazon. Ah, and, and now they're together, by the way. It's kind of funny. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> they, they were, no, they were together, but they had never launched a product. Oh, jointly across platforms. Interesting. Yeah, so so we actually had the Amazon team flew into um, flew into Austin to meet with all of us. So it was the first time, like, again, this was all post-acquisition, of course. Um, but yeah, it was the first time they had done that. It was, it was fantastic. And, you know, look, that gave us that launch into the market, a lot of credibility with the number one natural foods retailer. And then since then, we've added, you know... Um, we're about 7,000 doors now. So we've added Kroger and the Kroger banners like Fred Meyer and, 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 and Ralph's, um, you know, we're in Sprouts and Wegmans. We're in, you know, a lot of the leading retailers across the country, um, Wake Fern and Hy-Vee. And we've had, a, we've had a really good response, which frankly reflects probably a bit about the product that it's compelling, but also the lack of innovation in the right Right, style. in this category. That's I was going to say, that was where I was going next was, you know, to uh, often to build a new brand, you've got to do some sort of awareness building and, and brand building. Um, did you guys have to do that? Or was there, you know, p- potential trial and interest in this category because there hadn't been any innovation? Does that make sense? It, it, it does, but we absolutely had to start from ground zero. I mean, getting, you know, people always talk about, you know, getting distribution and developing a product. And you know, look, no matter how good you are, you know, it's very hard to develop a great product. It's very hard to get on the shelf for the first time. And I remember every time I've ever done that, you want to celebrate. Right. You need to hope it sells. <laughs> you need yeah, it to no, sell. Yeah, no, you quickly realize you're, you're really just firmly stationed at the starting line. I mean, it's the right. beginning of the journey. And so, you know, you've really got to figure out how to get it, you know, for people to try it. And trial becomes incredibly important. Um, you know, you ask about learnings of sort of pop chips versus, you know, right rice. It's, you know, probably how to build a grassroots brand. You're never going to outspend the incumbents. You know, you're not going to have any brand recognition. You know, you need 
you know, fun, sort of inspiring packaging that catches people's eye. But but at the end of the day, you know, you really got to figure out how to get it into people's hands. And it's it's a very grassroots process, you know, unless you have, you know, tens of millions of dollars to spend, which, you know, small brands never do. Totally. That's exactly right. Now, did you have to get any funding to get this off the ground? Or were you, I'll say, quote unquote, self-funded? Or what did that look like from a, a model of building the actual business? Sure. No, I, I, I'm a, look, I'm a big believer in bringing in other investors for lots of reasons, not the least as which is, you know, all of us are smarter than some of us. So (laughs) totally. Yeah. And having some great investors with their kind of relationships and expertise. And again, I had never gone into before was, you know, really valuable. So, and, 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 you know, and, and I'm, you know, look, it's, it's great to share a business upside and, and, and also the risk with investors. So, um, you know, you know, someday I hope I'm successful enough. I never need investors, but, but even when you do, you don't need them. I should say, I think it's great to have investors for the reasons partners. I, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, just the network, yeah, let alone a, the financial, right? Exactly. We had a great group of investors who are incredibly helpful and, you know, they ranged from, you know, some, you know, traditional kinds of private equity investors to, you know, what we call, you know, sort of entrepreneurial celebrity, you know, kind of investors, you know, people like Chris Jenner and, Diplo and Carly Kloss, you know, Ryan Tedder. I mean, we had some really great folks. And then at the other extreme, people like, you know, David Lee, who is then the COO and CFO of Impossible Foods. So, you know, we had some really smart people around the table that, you know, look at even the celebrities are all people who built successful brands. I mean, Molly right. Simpson and just a great part of what we've done. And, you know, the brands that all of these guys have built for themselves is amazing. Um, and how this all works again today with social media, it's, it's a pretty powerful model. No doubt. Yeah. And an amazing channel to build a brand around. Um, well, so where, what's next in terms of growth? I mean, we talked about some of the flavors and I'll call them lines within your product portfolio. What's ahead um, from an innovation and growth perspective? Well, look, from the, from the growth side, you know, we, we think of ourselves as, you know, which a lot of people talk about today as being an omni-channel business. So we're focused at the core in our retail presence, you know, the 7,000 stores and growing. But, 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 you know, around that, we're very focused on building our e-commerce business. As I mentioned, we have a really good business with Amazon and we're just launching, you know, now our DTC to really build some core competencies. Absolutely. You know, get closer to the consumer. Um, and then at, at the other, I don't want to say extreme, and then the other side, food service, where, you know, we've launched with Kava, really fantastic Mediterranean chain that's, you know, got a hundred plus stores growing quickly. It's really one of our favorite restaurants. You know, we launched with them and, you know, you can find a, a, you know, a chicken and right rice bowl or choose right rice as a, as an alternative to your, you know, for your bowl. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. And it's great from a, both a branding and trial standpoint, and they're just been fantastic partners. And so we think of the synergies you get across sales and marketing when you're growing across both retail and food service and, and e-commerce. And then, and then a little bit around that, you know, we, 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 we've done a couple segments now with, with um, QVC and had great success. And, you know, I sort of think of QVC as those great eight minute commercials. Where you right. Your- totally. It's like an infomercial. Yeah. 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 And you, you know, they, you know, it's a creative to us and, and it's a, it's a great channel. So we're, we try to be creative in our marketing and our sales efforts because they all need to work hard together, especially when you're building a grassroots brand. Yeah. This is so exciting. Yeah. And I'm on your direct consumer. You're by now. You're asking. Yeah, that's great. So, so Justin, yeah. you, Justin, you asked about innovation. So, so look, we, let me talk to you a little bit about innovation. So we launched with our core line. That was the 
you know, original, you know, the line that we came out with, you know, the season, the, the, the original and season line. And then about a year later, which is a year ago now, we launched our medley line, which we think of as a next generation rice-a-roni. Um, and that came out in a fried rice and a harvest pilaf and a uh, Cajun spice. Yep. And, and we launched that also with Whole Foods na- nationwide. And then just, um, you know, in, uh, in, in the first part of March, middle part of March, we launched our new line, which is Right Rice Risotto. And uh, we were really excited about it. It's uh, it, it came out initially in four flavors. And again, we did our, our third national launch with Whole Foods in three years, which is really amazing for me because I can tell you with Pop Chips, you know, in seven years, we never had one national launch with Whole Foods. So wow. nice. exciting to have that kind That's of support from awesome. Whole Foods. That's awesome. And it's a great, it's a great product. I mean, it sort of, as we've moved into medley and risotto, we, we really think about how the world has evolved and people are looking for really quick plant-based meal solutions. And, and that's what those products have moved, moved up close, closer to. So, you know, you more than just a side dish, now there are meals that you can create. Our risotto, for example, it's all dairy-free. You know, there's, there's no dairy. Sure. And yet it's this wonderful creamy risotto you can make in one pot in 12 minutes with, you know, packed with protein. Okay. It's, a, it's a really unique offering we're yeah. excited to have launched i love it so you got right rice made with vegetables risotto made with vegetables what does it mean on the medley package that says with ancient grains that sounds so our medley impressive. just like sounds yeah i know it's great it's <laughs> our medley just like is, is a blend of right rice with quinoa and sorghum oh so and then there's different vegetables so it, it really gives you this blend again i talked about it as sort of the next generation or healthier rice aroni it's really, you know, which is a product we all grew up eating and, and, and loved, but this is kind of that next generation of it where you get that really nice taste and texture, um, but you're getting something more nutritious. You know, you're getting some ancient grains, more protein, more fiber in the, in the, in the bag again than you would get with a traditional dish. Love it. Man, you're, you'd be a great advisor to have building a food brand. Um, <laughs> you've got so much great experience here um, and knowledge. I'd love to do this. You know, I always love to ask our guests, like, what would be two or three of the biggest entrepreneurship lessons learned you've gained? And you've had a couple of, you've had a number of companies, actually. And I'd love for you to share with our audience, like for those that are starting a new business or have an idea or thinking about it or early stages, what would be two or three pieces of advice you'd offer to them? Sure, sure. Let me, let me throw out a couple but I want to start by saying, like, what makes me most excited as an entrepreneur is to learn. You know, whenever we do something new, you know, like you, your intellectual curiosity, we're all curious. We, you know, you just learn so much and it's great to have that opportunity. And then, look, if I'm passing along what I've learned over the years, first of all, you have to be passionate about what you're doing um, and you have to really believe in it. As I like to tell people, it's going to be twice as hard. And, tw- and take twice as long as you ever expected. Um, but the good news is, if it works, it's going to be twice as fun. I mean, it's really totally. incredible. But you really need to be passionate because it's a roller coaster for even the most successful brands, people that I've talked to that have had incredible exits and in businesses. All of them are, are talk about the challenges and the, and the dark, difficult days and times. It's never a straight line. So, so be passionate about what you're doing. Um, number two, I'd say is focus. You know, especially when you're getting started, you know, you have to make sure you have the right product, the right proposition, the right consumer, the right distribution plan. And as I said earlier, just remember that even when you get all that and you get on the shelf at your, you know, your favorite retailer, you're at the starting line. Right. So totally focus on what's right out in front of you, the better, Um, because it's again, it's a long journey. 
And then, and then look, my, the last thing that is sort of practice what you preach, surround yourself with smart, talented people. Um, you know, all of us, again, are smarter than one of us or any one of us. And, you know, I, I really take pride in putting together great advisory boards and people that have experience and, you know, everybody should be doing that. It's just, you know, and get people around you that you really are going to listen to. You don't have to necessarily do what everybody says, but find people that have that their own passion and a point of view and listen to them and be willing to have an open mind. And, and many times we all find, you know, that we're wrong and it's great to have somebody who can help, uh, help us uh, get into the right direction. I love it. Um, great advice, especially I think the last piece around the right advisory board, the right people around you to help make you successful um, or help to you know, take what's successful into another level. Um, let's share with our listeners where we can find you or can buy the product, connect with the brand, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, so look, you can find all of our products um, in all the Whole Foods stores across the country. They're, they've been great partners. Um, and then in retail, look, we're in you know, all the Kroger stores and banners like, again, Fred Meyer and Ralph's and QFC, Sprouts and Wegman stores. So you'll find us in lots of, lots of retailers um, online on amazon.com or we now have rightrice.com, and, um, which we're excited about starting to build. And then look, if you're nearby a Kava restaurant, uh, oh, that's right. try their chicken and right rice bowl. <laughs> Tell I love it. Um, yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing restaurants with really flavorful food. And, so great. And if you want to learn more about us, um, you know, look, you can visit rightrice.com or, you know, follow us or check us out on Instagram. It's just as easy as it sounds, just at rightrice. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you. That's great. Well, I, I, I know our audience is going to be loving to hear from you <laughs> on this, this episode. And I really would love to have you back on down the road as you're continuing to grow this brand um, into new and different places. And I really appreciate you making the time to be here today, Keith. Oh, well, look, thanks, Justin, for having me and letting us, uh, as I like to say, letting me babble about my favorite stuff. <laughs> so great. I'm hungry. Excited, <laughs> I'm excited to be hungry. here. Yes, no, that, 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 that's terrific. Go, go try some. I will. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.